Welcome. Thanks for joining us here at Miami Community News. I am Andy Cord. This is the Andy Cord Show. I'm going to put it on my watch party here so my friends can watch this event and hopefully uh, you might do the same thing. It's not popping up, Tommy, but here we go. So let's do a little news. I have a great, great show for you today. But before I introduce my guest, I'm going to uh, read a little news, the big news stories of the day. So in California, a new strain of coronavirus is discovered in the Golden State as infections approach 3 million in the state of California. The new strain is being discovered throughout the state from north to south. New New variant is different from highly contagious strain found in the UK, and it is unknown how contagious or resistant to the two COVID vaccines being administered in the United States that this new strain is. So, man, it's an ever-changing game. The coronavirus, the COVID-19 game is ever-changing. And here you go again, a new variant found in the state of California. Fame uh, music producer and convicted murderer Phil Spector dies in a California prison hospital over the weekend at the age of 81. Spector, who transformed rock music in the 60s with his Wall of Sound died of natural causes. The producer, who John Lennon once dubbed as the greatest record producer ever, was sentenced to 19 years to life in prison for the murder of B-movie actress Lena Clarkson in 2009. So Phil Spector dies at the age of 81 in a hospital, prison hospital in California. And in sports, hey, Tommy. My guest, too, I'd love for him to chime in when I talk about this one. Tom Brady's back in a conference championship. Forcing a mass match uh, matchup between Brady and Aaron Rodgers this Sunday as the Packers host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, Tampa wins. They could be playing in the Super Bowl in their hometown, which may be the first time ever that's occurred. I'm pretty sure that would be right. I actually picked uh, Tampa, me being the mini Lee Sterling, uh, picked Tampa uh, and the over, uh, or I think it was 49 and a half, and I picked the under in that game. So I was all about Brady. I I think he can actually beat the Packers. I think so. And, And I don't know if you saw in the AFC Championship, game yesterday. Patrick Mahomes goes out with a crushing, crushing uh, concussion. I mean, he got to his feet. He looked like a prize fighter about to go down again. Uh, he has to clear the NFL protocol, concussion protocol, in order to play on Sunday as the Chiefs host the red-hot Buffalo Bills in Kansas City for a chance to win the AFC and a trip to Tampa for the Super Bowl. Listen, no, no Mahomes, no chance of going anywhere beyond with with Chad Henney as the prospective uh, uh, quarterback. Forget it. It's yeah, a- <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. So, so you know, it's going to be a great games on Sunday, and it it turns out the way it should. Let's bring up our guest, uh, director, general manager, and national director of Slam Radio. You might know him as the Amigo. For many years on 790 The Ticket Sports Radio, Larry Millian is joining us here on the Andy Cord Show at Miami Community News. Larry, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Andy. 
I, my thing is, how'd you get so close, man? You got a much better view than I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. close. I don't know, man. That is quite a view. Are you in the studio at Slam? Is that what I you're am, doing? I am, and I have no problem giving you a quick virtual tour if you want it, but this is the backdrop uh, of exactly what you get to see every morning when I'm on my show. You see the DJ booth often used by myself and DJ Laz, a friend of yours. Yes. Records podcasts with, uh, with, with Pitt. And I'll give you a quick virtual tour before we start. As you can see. Uh, we nicknamed the studio the 3000 because I have 3000 square feet to play with. I have a very uh, cavernous studio, which is soundproofed. Uh, there's very little echo, but we obviously have the broadcast desk there. Uh, and then these tables are for our students to socially distance and sit, the ones that are here in school, and they get their work done there. In a normal environment, you would normally catch us in all, I don't know how much you can see, but certainly uh, we have several rooms that are equipped for broadcast recordings and there we have 12 booths overall in the entire space and i know this is not exactly what you expected but i want to just show you so you get an idea you'll see some celebratory stuff that we stored in here because we're not using these booths right now because of the pandemic but as you can see it's equipped with booths that are self-contained with laptops you use adobe um, it's soundproof in the area that you do their assignments they're bell ringers in class have to do with imaging and things that we create for the station. So obviously we get creative through our curriculum and the things that we do right now. We have a challenge because of the pandemic. Yeah, it's a, it's an incredible program. And, and uh, we're going to talk a lot about that and what you're doing at slam Academy, um, a school that is part owned or, 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 you know, spearheaded by the Mr. 305 himself Pitbull. I guess was part of the the brain trust part this academy here in uh, the design district, correct? Of of Miami. Actually, we're down the street from Marlins Park. Like, if you remember the old Orange Bowl, the open area, like what you would see out to the open area. If we if, if the Orange Bowl still stood, the open area, you know, the open side of the Orange Bowl, you would see our buildings. Like we're we're literally we're three football fields away from Marlins Park. So we're right, right here in Little Havana. The one thing I do. Believe it or not, for legal purposes, we are slam charter schools because we're not okay. slam academy. We have an academy okay. system inside of our schools, and everybody commonly knows it. So everyone refers to it as slam academy. It's really slam charter schools because we do fall under the academic charter um, that has so many of the charter schools around uh, around the county, around the state, for that matter. Yes, um, yes. academic yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of that. But they they hold our charter, uh, and soon slam will have their own charter because we keep opening slams all over the country. And Slam Radio lives here inside of Slam Miami. Um, but basically, we're working with 11 schools and trying to get them to give us diff different content and building on that inside of, uh, inside of our 168 hours of programming. Well, so, so before we start about Slam Academy, how about those football games this weekend? And how can, how can a, a, the, the future prospects of a team change any greater than what happened in Kansas City yesterday as Mahomes goes out. We had a flashback as a Dolphin fan. Chad Henney comes in. I didn't even know he was still playing in the NFL, quite frankly. But, boy, was that quite a turn of events. Well, the thing that happens there, Andy, is, is you know, as confident as anyone can be, and trust me, my confidence is, has been relying on the Chiefs to, to go to the Super Bowl because I have a standing bet, one of the teachers – here at school that if the Buffalo Bills make it to the Super Bowl, 
Uh, since we won't be on Radio Row this year, we're going to create our own Slam Radio Row inside of our studio. Uh, one of those days, I am going to actually do like the Bills Mafia and crash through a table. But that's only if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl. So I thought there was no chance of ever having to do that. Well, <laughs> now all of a sudden, not only are they in the AFC Championship, but then Pat Mahomes gets whacked. And now we got to wonder if he's even going to get to play next week. But that one hit, that one play changed the course of what might be the AFC AFC's road to the Super Bowl. You're right. No Patrick Mahomes. I think I heard your, your producer saying this. It's just not going to happen if there's no Patrick Mahomes. And if there's an 80% Patrick Mahomes, that Bills team is playing so good. I, I'm starting to wonder about that table. I might have to come crashing through it no matter what. Yeah, I think uh, I think you better get prepared for that, my friend, because <laughs> I, I, you know what, with or without Mahomes, I've thought Buffalo, man, the second half of this year looked like a championship team from from top to bottom, especially with that quarterback boy. He is he is really on his A game right now, but should be interesting. And it's turning out the way sort of you know it lined up you got one and two in the nfc championship you got one and two in the afc championship uh uh well not one and two i'm sorry one and five in the nfc championship that was quite right. an upset uh with tom brady but there you go tom brady again uh bringing his team to to a, cha a conference championship game um the one thing with brady that just amazes me is the ability at his age to continue doing the things that he does. Just when you think you say, Oh, his arm's dead. He's throwing picks. To, you know, he's throwing out passes and they're getting pick six and, and all this. You start seeing him in the big games throwing like if he was 28 years old again. And yesterday, while it was a tough defensive game and he, he wasn't having his best game, his team stood behind him. And there was a lot of good, a lot of good running going on. Uh, between uh, Fournette and the other gentleman who runs for, for Tampa Bay. The running backs played fantastic. But at the end of the day, he was the field general. He ran them down the field. And and I just wondered, they have what it takes to beat a team like the Green Bay Packers. I don't care if it's cold. I don't care if Green Bay thinks they're great. He's Tom Brady. He's done this 13 times before, and he's only lost four times in these games. So he does well in this scenario. I wouldn't bet against him. I, I think he I, – listen, they were my pick – to make it to the Super Bowl on the NFC side from the beginning of the season. I said, once they get there, I can't tell you because the Chiefs are so good. I don't know that they could ever beat the Chiefs. But I picked Tampa Bay from the beginning of the season. I've stuck to it. And let's see what happens. Well, on the other side of that, uh, that, that line of scrimmage is one Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see how that pans out. <laughs> Rodgers is having a, a MVP season this year type season. So... Man, it's going to be exciting to watch on Sunday. I got my popcorn ready. I got my my cold adult beverage ready. I am ready to move forward and uh, just just plop my butt on that uh, recliner and watch some football come Sunday from start to finish. Hey, hold on. Hold on, Mr. Millian. We got Denise here with our morning little cafe here, our Cuban ah. coffee. I'm I'm jealous. I should have gone in the studio. We would plan on it and everything, but I had to stay here. I got a lot of stuff going on. I'm envious of you. I, I live vicariously through you. Enjoy well, your well, I watch. Well, there you go. There you go. I'll drink it for you, and you could just just kind of in your mind determine and and visualize how that's tasting going down my throat, there keeping me alive today. Mm -hmm. So so I want to talk a little bit about a slam charter school and and what you guys are doing there. And, and I want to just tell the audience that 
it was really interesting how I became aware that my old friend Larry, who I lost touch with for you know some years, you know how life goes. We we go through. Uh, we have our own little bubble we live in. But one day I'm I'm watching Good Morning America, <laughs> and the Super Bowl's here in Miami. It was about a year ago, uh-huh. and who shows up on Good Morning America with three or four young kids look like teenagers? Larry Millian, <laughs> and 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 it was a whole sub a whole piece they did on Slam Charter School and and specifically slam radio and and you were with these kids and and uh they talked they did the piece and the cheerleaders were there from one of the teams of last year's super bowl i think the chiefs or the 49ers they were both there actually they were and and then at the end of the piece rob grinkowski then retired rob grinkowski comes on with two or three of his brothers right i don't know how many brothers he has three brothers and the dad and the dad, and they dawn on you guys Super Bowl tickets on that day. Yes. And your face, if man, that was a million-dollar smile on your face at that time. You were genuinely shocked. You had no idea, right? I was pretty surprised, yes. I, uh, I, that was, I had a feeling they were up to something. You're not going to fool somebody all the way through. I think asked a lot of questions. Just to get to the point where they decided to do the story on us, it was weeks of debriefing and interviews. They interviewed, they didn't interview the kids. I couldn't tell the kids anything. So they were interviewing me and talking to me and asking me a million questions about what we did here and why did I feel it was special? Why did the country need to know about this story? And and I, you know, I explained what I explained to everybody is listen, Andy, you've known me for a long time. You're partially responsible for any and most of the success I have. You'll be humble and not say it. I'll tell your listeners. Uh, if there's no Andy Corge in Larry Milian's life, Larry Milian selling payroll for ADP or doing something else, which I was a pretty good sales guy, but but I wanted to do this and I felt like there, I had a calling to being on the radio and 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 you know how I feel about your role in that. Uh, but at the end of the day, when I got here, I was all excited about Sirius XM, National Morning Show. And what I didn't expect to happen was being a mentor to teenagers that have one parent, not two. They're first-generation Hispanics. They don't even have their own voice in their own home. They're shouted at, so therefore they come to school quiet. They're meek. They're tepid, afraid of their own shadow. And you teach them through these microphones that they have a voice and that they live in a country that allows them to say things. And trust me, we have a couple of kids that really shake the foundation, but that's good. We have to. You know, we had a very unique experience recently that taught them a lot, which I don't know if you're aware or not. You probably saw it in the news. Um... Ivanka Trump came to my studio to visit. Oh, really? So, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, she came and then well, the backlash was horrible. Uh, I had to get on the air the next day and I had to basically be the papa bear to all my kids that were being bullied about this. And I told them to leave them alone. But they didn't want to listen that I was going to get paid. You couldn't cancel me. You couldn't do anything. And then if she wanted to come back, she could come back the same way. Whoever wants to come back and come back. And I mentioned Kanye West came through these doors and said it looked like a prison. And I have to sit there and I have to listen to that and, and allow him to do that and do whatever he wants. Because at the end of the day, I'm Rourke from Fantasy Island. Come visit my space. Come see what we have here. This is beautiful. This is special. And I can't close the door on anybody. So if somebody's political beliefs go against the fact that I am Rourke from Fantasy Island, and by the way, I don't really care at the end of the day. I'm very middle of the road. You know that. 
uh, what we call a progressive Cuban Republican. And it's really not that. I think more no party affiliation, is to be honest. But what, what was the backlash? So Ivanka Oh, Trump because came she came to visit, because she was here. And how did I allow her, the daughter of Donald Trump, to be here when I say, well, these people who are saying this never listen to my show because all I do is make satirical jokes about 45. I spent a year and a half not even calling him by his name because his name was so toxic that we couldn't go there. So we would say, kids, I don't want to offend you, so we're just going to call him 45. And I used to do a fake Donald and the whole nine years. Like, it was just part of the satire of my show. And I really couldn't care any less about him than I did. So anyone telling me about having her come through the doors, this was an experience, not just to bring exposure to our station, but to do all of this, right? And and imagine, had it been Donald that come through here, oh my goodness, Lord have mercy. But at the end of the day, my job isn't to judge who comes through here. My job is to facilitate and show what I'm doing in this community and how I'm affecting lives. And that's the difference. And that's why it became a lot less about radio, became a lot less about people's opinion. I went in there and said, if you don't want, just skip 145. Don't listen to us anymore, please. We don't want you to listen. We're not yeah, that's five. that's the right. That's really the right attitude. So let's talk about uh, Slam Charter School and about your program specifically. I mean, I was... I was blown away to l learn that you guys have, you know, a presence on Sirius Radio. And how did that come about? And tell us a little bit about the, the station, what your role is in that station, and, and sort of the content and the things we can hear if we're listening to it on Sirius Radio. Uh, thanks for asking that question. It gives me a platform to explain what we do because we're very yeah. proud about what we do. It always starts... It just like when you go to Disney World, they said it started with a mouse. When it comes to slam, it starts with a ball guy. His name is Pitbull, and and really, because of his relationship through globalization, he was up for renewal, and he had an idea, and he understood how the rules worked or the laws worked, where, you know, they needed to provide some sort of public, uh, radio, in their new agreement, which they hadn't done so at the time. Uh, so like we public affairs type programming. Exactly. Okay. We sit between two stations that are similarly doing the same thing. Um, we had to go through a very formal and very in-depth uh, application process in order to get it. And, you know, not only with influence, but, you know, showing the idea of what they wanted to do with the station, uh, they granted us, you know, uh, the license. It's not even a license. It's not ours. It's theirs. Right. They gave us the station to run. And they gave us a five-year window. And to be honest with you, the first three years, they... They really weren't able to do anything because they couldn't find someone to run the station. So uh, through my relationships in the city, I, you know, I met the foundation president, Rene Ruiz. And lucky for me and lucky for me that you kept me alive enough. He listened to me after 790 at 640. Big fan of mine because I loved baseball. Um, but the guy comes in as a fan of mine to tell me about this great project he has. And I'm just talking to him to say, hey, can you tell people I say hello? Because Pitt used to come on my show many moons ago, if you remember. He used to call yes. him randomly. And, and we yes. used to always be marveled that he did it and didn't know why. Well, go figure. You never think in a million years things like that happen and they'll affect your life later on. And that's exactly what happened, Andy. Um, Renee sits down to lunch with me at Hooters in Bayside. I'll never forget it. And when he tells me about what he has going on, my reaction is, oh, my God, I'm so happy for you. You know, that's great. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. He goes, yeah, you can run the station for me. And thus began the conversations about what he wanted me to do. And I brought up Pitt's role in my old show. And he says, I'm going to ask him. And I didn't think Pitt would remember. And 
Three days later, I get a call from both of them. How do you think? How would you think I'm not going to remember you, Larry? Um, we met in San Antonio a few weeks later, sat down, and and basically, in a nutshell, he made my dreams come true. He told me, oh, this is what we want to do. We can't find anyone that wants to do this the right way because it's either a go-between job for somebody or, or, you know, people that aren't going to be invested in the kids. The hardest part of this, and it's the most satisfying, is the one-on-one with the students. So let's them- let's talk about that for a second. But before the content, so you guys are providing from that studio that you so graciously toured for us at the beginning of this program. You you are providing content, twenty-four hour a day content on Sirius Radio. Well, you've programmed the station before. You've got a lot of of experience in that. So obviously there's programming that's repetitive, right? Yes. Um, Lately, we're stuck because this pandemic has us a year out of those booths. So we've had to get very creative. And what we've done is we've brought in other programming that they could on the back end work in producing and editing and uploading, et cetera, and doing other functions that we teach them on the radio station. So what you hear the station now is you hear a few experienced people. I mean, Manny Navarro and... And and Walter V and Andre Fernandez were on my station together for a while. Now it's just Walter and 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 Andre Manny. I know I think it might be with you guys, um, but we have other people that are industry. Alex Donald does a weekly show with uh, with Josh Friedman on this airwaves. And what gets it gets them an opportunity to work with our kids, even when they're doing a live show on Zoom. We assign a student producer to run the board and to deal with whatever it is that they would deal with if they were at the station making 15 bucks an hour running a board and being a producer. So we give them all that real life experience. And like I said, it's been a challenge during the pandemic, but recently we are back to recording some stuff. And in the coming weeks, you're going to start hearing a lot more student programming. The other thing we were able to develop. And what is the nature of the content? Is it... Is it music? Is it talk? Is it sports? Is it politics? So it Tell starts, us a little bit about that. It starts with sports, but there's a lot of music for these kids, and there's a lot of open, trending topics. So I've included the students a lot more in my morning show that runs from 7 to 11 every morning. It's called Good Morning Amigo. And so they do the show sheets. That means we're talking the topics they want to talk about. Our music list is the music they select. So my, I sound like I'm doing a show, you know, for 18-year-olds. I, I kind of am, you know, and I poke fun at being the old man, and I try to be the progressive old man. The whole play is fantastic. It it really plays well. But when the pre-recorded stuff, Andy, that gets, you know, that's been a little more of a challenge. So as the pandemic hit, our students were doing a dual enrollment class, our advanced students, to learn how to produce their own radio show. And what came out of that is radio history. First time ever, uh high school students had a national daily radio show. It's called The Youth. Uh, and they select the contents that are relevant to the day, whether it's sports or com- you know current events or entertainment or just funny topics. Right now they're running twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays um, just because of the challenges of Zoom and other things. But they were for months in the summer with no grade attached to it, running five days a week, Monday through Friday. I'm very wow, that, proud of that. That is, that is great. I want to ask you some uh, about that. You know, something comes to mind, and we're talking to Larry Millian, the general manager and national director of Slam Radio, right here in our community out of Slam uh, Charter School in Little Havana. Uh, Larry, have you learned something from that? Have you learned anything from what is in the minds and hearts of these kids as they get on the radio, on Sirius, Sirius Radio? The one thing you learn, Andy, is they have a lot to say and they don't feel like they're allowed to say it. And it's the oddest thing in the world because you and I grew up, I'm, I'm assuming you were born here, I was born here. Like, Yes. I, 
even though the whole Cuban thing is fantastic. I was born in Brooklyn. Like, um, I, I can't be any more gringo than I am. So to me, it was never a question about whether I had a voice or not. I've always had a voice. But to see them hiding in their hoodies and being, you know, just to themselves and introverted and not feeling like they're heard and you have to shake their foundation and go, yo, I want to hear what you got to say. You're, it's important. They look at you funny. And then the one thing that works with them that I think was a realization that people gave, I mean, I call him Armando. Armando made to me very early on is just be yourself. If you are Larry, I guarantee you they're just going to love you. If you try to be Mr. Milian, you're done. And I had to learn that early on. And you don't want, you know, you it's, it's at the end of the day, you're a teacher. You don't want them to jump on top of you. But the, the beauty of all of this has been um, the connection to some of these kids, the lives I've changed. There's been kids that have had some perilous things happen in their lives. And I've been their mentor to lead them across the finish line. We we graduate about 98% of our seniors and half oh, of our So it's about a, a village raising some of these kids that wouldn't make it. And no offense to the local high schools, but they wouldn't make it because they'd get swallowed up. Uh, we, I've, I've had to go to someone's house and take a kid who's been out of school for two and a half weeks and bring him in. You know, our principal does that. We we pride ourselves, and there's always a couple of kids every year that need a little extra attention, and we're here to give it to them. It, and, 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 and where are these, I, I imagine since you've been there, certain kids have graduated from the program, moved yes. on. Any great stories you want to tell us about any of those kids? Where are they going? What are they doing once they get out of that? A, a grade 6 to 12, correct? Yes, that's our that's our wheelhouse here, 6 to 12. Um, I've got some kids now that are 10th graders that I had them in 7th grade. Some of my graduates were people that I had all through high school, 9 through 12. Um, and while my daughter came the last two years to be the student general manager of the station, and, and she's doing very well. She works for Academica now, and she... Um, she goes to FIU, is in Dean's List at FIU, so I'm very proud of her, but I, I'll exclude her. Um, and to tell you a couple of fantastic stories, one of them is a young lady by the name of Brianna Torres. Brianna Torres was a very shy, quiet young lady, um, Hispanic household, strong mom at home, um, but just never really attached to anything other than just being a kid. Um, and like most kids in this school, you know, they ran into some troubles and found the program to attach to, to really learn and feel like they were a part of something. Uh, the net result is she became our technical guru. Today she is our, she's graduated. She graduated in June. She is major. She's in the school of broadcasting at Barry. Um, and she's our technical director here at the station. We actually were able to create two positions, one for her, one for my daughter, who's actually the program director of the station. And what we plan on doing is the continuing that and giving our students the, the experience that they need at a high level so they can move forward. But Brianna's a perfect example of, she'll tell you, I would have never, like, I would have probably just gone through the motions like a sheep. Now she knows what she wants. She, she literally taught me how to run our board. I can't even make it up. So <laughs> she's the mother hand that you come in and she's the one that's going to teach you the board. And she might be a little bit tough on that board and, oh, not this one, but, but she knows exactly what she's doing. If our if our EP, our executive producer, Frank Fernandez, is not here and he's got to take a day off, she runs the station. She's got no problem with it. She knows what she's doing. And like that, Andy, I have many. I don't want to take up a lot of time, but I have so many success stories. I have, kids, I have a child who, you know, was in very big peril today. She's gotten, you know, admitted to three different schools. And while journalism or broadcasting is not her thing, she didn't know how to speak in public. Now she does. 
and she's got all the confidence in the world to be a leader. She's an animal advocate, and it looks like you know she's going to go into zoology or something. She might go to Hawaii. That's what it looks like. Wow. So how do how does a kid get into Slam Academy? Is there a process? Is there an application process or a vetting process for kids to get into this program? I mean, I would imagine you probably would have a long list of kids and I, you know that that would want to get into a program like this. Well, it's like anything else, you know, everybody has their own tastes and styles. So it is a unique school. Um, we've generally had waiting lists and, and what is an application process to come into slam charter? Um, what you do is you fill out an application and then we get back to, uh, students that are having issues in other schools are not going to get in here. like that. I'll be honest with you, but you don't have to be a road scholar to get in here. You have to get good grades. You have to be consistent, solid, and not have had any, you know, true issues at other schools. Uh, that's how it gets vetted. And then once, you know, it is a public charter. So once, you know, you're okay and you're good to go. You know, we bring you through the process, and, and it's a very unique school. One of the things that's unique is uh, we have slamified lessons where we teach kind of through the world of sports and entertainment a little bit. Um, and our academies inside of Slam Charter Schools, where you can either study health and science, you can study broadcasting, you can study marketing. Uh, there's so many different things that you can do inside of here that it gives the kids the option to, to, to poke around and figure out what they might like once they leave here as a student, they graduated from SLAM, like 98% of them did. Yeah, you know, wow, how, how education has changed, Larry, since you and I were kids in, you know, middle school, high school, where you got a curriculum and that was it, right? Now, I would imagine it when they're <clears throat> specifically studying certain areas like broadcasting or or health sciences or whatever, it really helps <clears throat> continue and, and uh, probably, I imagine, maintain their interest in learning and moving on to the next level. Do you find that's the case? Yes. It, some of them have been inspired to say that they want to do this moving forward. I have a student in 10th grade that at some point in your life, you'll probably watch a football game or a basketball game that he calls. I firmly believe he has all the makings of a broadcaster. Um, Mario Gonzalez will be at some level abroad. He's got a wealth of knowledge in sports and the kid just has the broadcaster voice. He, he has it down packed. But we see the morph that happens in these kids. The one thing I, I, I had to tell myself was remember you're molding them. They may go in different directions that are not radio, but there's some elements to radio and broadcasting, Andy, that you would agree that are perfect in life lessons. One of them is meeting deadlines. One of them is being there every day. Right. It's so important that being on time, on time every day, which <clears throat> until about 10 years ago, that was a problem for me. And you learn that. And what you do is instead of pretend like I've spent 40 years as a responsible adult, that's never been late, never missed a day. You tell them what a piece of garbage you were when you used to do that. And you explain to them how you were off. And I became focused when I decided coming to work was the first priority. And you say, that I was never a Malviant. I always went to, yeah, I was a good, good employee. But at the end of the day, you take something that you did wrong, even if you're embellishing a little bit, but you make yourself infallible and you teach them and say, look, I made this mistake, so don't be afraid. The whole Cam Cameron thing, you'll find this funny. The fail forward. Remember how we used to make fun of that all the time? Yes, yes. It's the premise of, it's the backbone of the first two weeks of, this, of, the, state, of the class at the station. I tell them that I want them to fail like crazy. Let's get our fail. Let's go fail, guys. I make a joke about it, but I tell them the story about Cam Cameron, how the next year the team went 11 and 5 and went to the playoffs. And 
the end of the day is once they lose their fear of failing, that's when all the great stuff happens. There's no doubt about it. I Listen, I tried a lot. I tried real hard in this business. You helped me try. I didn't get to any pinnacle. I didn't get to any serious XM radio role, top number one stage next to Sway Calloway and, and, and interviewing Lawrence Taylor. I didn't get on Good Morning America unless I came with those kids. So obviously, um, I know where my blessings are, and I understand that I found my home, and my plan is to make this huge. And well, it, it, it is obviously becoming very, very big. You mentioned earlier, uh, Larry, about um, a five-year agreement that you guys had, I guess, with Sirius. So is that, are you at the end of that? Is that extending? No, uh, you, you, you trained me too well, Andy. The world <laughs> doesn't know that you also made me into a monster salesman who went last year to New York and uh, renegotiated and closed that deal. So yes, we've got another five years to go. And from Sirius's mouth, uh, this is going to be ongoing. They're invested with us. They are partners with us along with Pandora and the things that we're doing and the future things. We were supposed to be in Radio Row this year. The plans are huge. So the sky's the limit. Uh, they are on board with us. I have uh, one of the reasons I'm here also is because I'm their direct liaison. So there's nobody at Slam that you know knows radio. So I am their radio guy. And ultimately with Sirius, I've built some great relationships with them in New York and, and, and creating the synergies and making them understand what we do and, and conversely dealing with the kids as well. It's, it's been an interesting challenge, but it's been truthfully the highlight of my career. I'm highlight of my life, the birth of my kids, but the highlight of my career has been this. And it took a lot of years of bumps and bruises to get here. And I think when I share that with the kids, they learn and they see that, you know, they can make mistakes and get somewhere with their life as well. Yeah. Well, listen, when I saw your face on good morning America, I realized you were exactly where you were meant to be. And I often say a lot of times, you know, me starting this whole career, the second career of mine in radio, uh, hosting a, a political talk show on 1210 The Man for nearly two years and, and, uh, and being here at Miami Community News, I often say all my life was, was geared towards being where I am right now. Do you feel like that's sort of where, it, where it's been for you? Absolutely, Andy. And, you know, it's... The one thing I learned was that journey, right? So you teach the kids that there's a journey to get them to graduate, and then there's a second phase of their life. But in life, there's that journey. We always talk about that journey and how important it is. And, you know, I keep alluding to you. The listener doesn't understand that this is a guy who came to me one day and said, man, I think I can help your career. Um, and sure, everything in life is, is, is we do things and we, and we work hard so that we can make a living and do things. But Andy was always selfless with me. And, and while we were able to make a living together, Andy was always looking at how to take care of me. Listen, come work with me, man. I'm going to take care of you. I got your back. And through the toughest times in my own life, Andy was not just someone who served as an agent, someone who was my, my boss. He was my direct boss, but he was a friend. So that journey went with that. And what you taught me and others that did that for me taught me uh, was that I needed to give that back in a similar way. So this when I'm helping these kids and I'm then I'm invested in wanting to see them do well, whether it's radio or life, to me I'm all in, and that's where that smile. I'm going to show you that smile. That's where that smile comes from, man. It's uh, yes, that's there right. it is. That's the is that Gronk? There's Gronk in the background. I love that. I love that. It, it was very fulfilling because those three kids. One of those kids happens to be my daughter. So to see my daughter on national TV, I could get choked up on you right now. It's possible, but. 
it moves me to tears because I had my own personal journey and then I have a journey as a parent and I get to all at once enjoy that. Um, that's a culmination of a lot of wonderful and beautiful things. Sorry about the light. I'll get the light back on. It's cool we save energy in school by uh, <laughs> by having these light things that turn on and off. Hold on. There you go. Well, that. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Hey, you gotta listen. Broadcasting, man, things happen. You gotta, you gotta move on the dime, right? All we we all know, we all know that. Is is Pitbull involved at all to the in the day to day, or probably not? Obviously, the day to day. But does he get involved in the program? Does he show up? Is he involved at all in any of the maybe imaging on the radio station? What is his involvement in the school itself? We, we definitely have imaging for him on the station. Um, we get him in here probably on a monthly basis because he records his own podcast here. Uh, so we have a real good relationship with him. He's very good to us personally. He's a very busy guy. So the yeah. day-to-day day day is not what he operates in, but I got to tell you, He's amazing with his, not only his memory, but his, his knowledge of things. He knows what's going on and he doesn't serve like a CEO here or anything like that, but virtually he does, uh, he makes sure that the things that need to be taken care of are taken care of. He's very, uh, I don't know if you saw his interview with Marcus uh, Lagones, I think that's his name from MSNBC, um, get a peek at to his benevolence and he's quite the philanthropist, especially with this neighborhood, um, he doesn't like for it to be said, but he he's a guy that helps. He doesn't take, he gives. So I, I warn that, you know, a lot of times people worry about, well, they think about his school. I can tell you he's probably given a lot more than he's taken anything from the school. So this studio, I can tell you that the studio is thanks to him. So I can Wow, that is, that's, that's really, really. Construction was the school, right? But all the equipment and everything that facilitates us having a serious XM radio station from relationship to equipment, across the board it's because of him it's it's such a unique program and that was part of the reason i mean my affinity towards you personally but really beyond that is it's just such a unique when i found out about it and learned more about what you guys were doing there it's such a unique program and i could see how it's not just about kids that want to be you know radio stars or something they can learn communication skills as you said all these things that are important life lessons when you move on to college and then to your professional life, things that you need to, you know, be familiar with and understand are important, whether you're, you know, a radio personality, an accountant, or, you know, or a, a, a day laborer, you know, these are lessons that you need to understand to be successful in life, right? Agreed. And those are the things like, well, one thing is obviously there's no curriculum for this. So we've been drawing up the curriculum and doing certain exercises that are radio related, but there's a lot of interaction with them and making them feel like they have a mentor in us. Frank serves, Frank Fernandez is my executive producer of the station, serves equally as a mentor to these kids. Uh, Kids aren't always going to love you. And while I think I get along with all of them, some of them like him more than they like me. That means they trust him more. That means they feel akin to him more. And between him and I, we make sure that every student that's part of Slam Radio in this space feels comfortable, feels like they can come here, they can be a part of something that's that's not just special, but something that that means a lot to them. And, and you hear it in their testimonials. We were, I don't know about Frank, but for me, the most humbling moment in four years is to open up the yearbook last year, and the last two pages are dedicated to us 
with testimonials of students of what we represented to them in their lives. It was humbling. Well, here's a comment from someone watching live the, this program. Brilliant mind. Pitbull has shown how much of a philanthropist as well as how philanthropic he is. You love to see it from a Miami native. And, you know, that's what it's about. I mean, he's made a lot of money. He's been uber successful worldwide, Mr. Worldwide, right? And yet he keeps giving back to the community and nothing we love to see more than that. Last question before we go. Give me a couple names of people that are going to be future stars in the radio or broadcasting business that are right there out of slam. Can you give me a couple names you think we might be seeing I'm, as the next Dan Lebetard? I don't know about next Dan Lebetard. I'm going to give you five people that I think are going to work in the business. Okay. Brianna Tor Torres, Anthony Milian, Amanda Milian. Okay. <laughs> um, Mario Gonzalez, Nicole Martinez. Nicole Martinez is, is she's 10th grade. She's probably the best story. I, I love her story. She was the first voice ever heard on Slam Radio when we turned on the lights. She also was a child in seventh grade that when I did a, an assignment for them to present in front of their peers, she wept and hugged me and held to me, begging me not to make her go do that. Today, I can't keep her quiet. She's a straight <laughs> a, she's a straight a student. She is a brilliant mind. She's the host of that youth show. Um, uh, Amanda passed the torch to her. Amanda was the original host of that show. And then trained her molded her and she is just wonderful her 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 ability to kind of bring out a thought and and, and make a picture of it in general uh, her intellect is up there i believe she will be one mario gonzalez will be a play-by-play -play guy I, that's the one that if i had to take one to bet on i won't even put my kids on it mario gonzalez will be a play-by-play -play guy i think my son will be in the industry and i'm convinced my daughter will be on tv well, there you go. Well, I'm jotting down those names and uh -oh. I'm going to, and I'm going to brag about them when I see them as the next Joe Buck on, uh, on CBS or something. That would be mighty, mighty nice. Well, Larry, or maybe Mon the next Brock Meyer. Yeah. The, yeah. Next, uh, the next Brock Meyer. There you go. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know if we want to go there. Meyer but, the legend. <laughs> exactly exactly but larry million also known as the amigo thank you so much national director and general manager of slam radio right here from our own slam charter school in in little havana you two got things. something to end with? yeah yes, two things i need you to come here one day and visit two next time i go over there i won't do it oh. on zoom i'll go right in the studio and be there with you that sounds great. And I would welcome the invitation to come down there. Actually, I'm dying to see what that what that whole campus is all about. So let's make it we'll, happen. We'll, let's connect, make it happen. we'll connect offline and, and make sure that that happens. Larry, thanks so much for joining us today on the Andy Cord Show right here at Miami Community News. Much love, Andy. You're the man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. So there you go, guys. You know, that's what education can do for our young people here in our community. And man, how great to see a guy like Pitbull, you know, activated in this way. Someone that's giving back to the community. Isn't that what it's all about? Isn't that what it's what we what we want in our leaders? Not just take, 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 but give back. Kudos to Pitbull. Kudos to Slam Charter Schools. Kudos to Larry Millian, the amigo, for what's a unique and incredible program in our community. Hope you enjoyed watching it and learning more.
more about some of the great things happening here in South Florida with, with our education and what some great people are doing right here in our own community. Thank you for joining us. We will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, Mitchell Kaplan, Books and Books. You know Mitchell's now a movie producer. We're going to learn more about that tomorrow as I'm joined with Josh Liebman, uh, South Miami uh city commissioner will be joining me as my co-host here at my he reads josh josh lieben reads no he doesn't read but he does watch movies okay good, good so so we'll he'll be good with this one that's the only reason i asked him if it was just about books no we wouldn't have asked josh lieben but but no thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you tomorrow right here from miami community news have a blessed day see you then